Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a hard one to follow up. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, Let's just read that again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, I, I love this passage so much. Um, it is definitely in the hurts so good category because yeah. it's just very convicting, yeah. but also just like absolutely beautiful. Mm. Um, you know, Paul clearly, he, he's building this f- blueprint of a gospel-shaped community mm-hmm. where we are not driven by selfish ambition or pride, but taking after Jesus and emptying ourselves, counting others uh, more significant than ourselves, um, and you know, kind of defying our instincts in, in a way. So, Jordan, what are your thoughts on uh, on Philippians two and just you know this kind of breathtaking passage? Mm. Do you have a couple hours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was reminded. So I had a I had a friend. Uh, I used to help pastor a church in Arlington, Virginia, and he worked for uh, President Bush in the White House. And and I remember asking him um, just one time we were hanging out. I asked him like, what what were some of the most important lessons you learned just in being so close to you know a, a leader like that? And. Uh, Without missing a beat, he he said the way that President Bush treated every single person with respect and dignity, no matter who they were. Hmm. Um, and so, out of all the things that he saw, like in the White House, and he saw a lot. I mean, he he was there during nine uh, eleven and Sheesh. all these different things. But that's what most impacted him. Yeah, and 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 so I think like reflecting on this, I think there's a there's a um i think the one of the ways it should convict us is how little we understand what it means to actually surrender our lives to jesus and his ways mm. and really be about the fame of the lord and pleasing him rather than pleasing ourselves mm-hmm. um we just don't we just don't do that well yeah uh 
which is convicting. I mean, to your point, like it hurts so good. Like that, that, that is a hard thing for me to, you know, agree to. And yet, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, because if I was really more concerned about pleasing and honoring, you know, the Lord rather than myself, well then, then this, in many ways, like these things would be easier. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And that's his point is that we divide when our lives are not about following Jesus and they become about pleasing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. But then the second thing is the beauty of our not just savior who's an example, but savior who did it for us, right? Who is is the righteous one who is now our righteousness, mm-hmm. which enables us to to seek to do it, right? To Because I think a lot of people will take this passage and it, it just becomes Christ the example, right? Like, just as Christ emptied himself, then Damn. you should empty yourself. And just as Christ considered others, you should consider. And that's true. But if we don't begin further back with reading the rest of the passage of seeing the differences between Jesus and us, <laughs> like the fact that God has highly exalted him and yeah. given him the name above every name that every knee should bow in heaven, you know, that's a different category. Mm-hmm. That means that Christ is not just our example, but he is actually the one who has done this work mm-hmm. forever for us. Mm-hmm. And so now we are seeking to, we read yesterday, let our lives be worthy of that gospel, right? We're, we're trying to honor the Lord and walk yeah. in his ways. Yeah. I love, you know, Paul um, in demonstrating uh, the humiliation of Christ. He, he kind of frames it as the, this double humiliation that Christ endures. So step one is that Christ even though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped or like held on to. So Jesus did not, you know, hold on to uh, his form of God um, yeah. with iron fists, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. So this incarnation as humiliation, step one. But then he goes further, but in yeah. being found in human form, you know, it could have been sort of like this Hercules type story right. where this like demigod type figure like wakes up a man and, you know, does all these feats of great strength and works their way back up the mountain. But Jesus being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to even death on a cross. Mm. So not only to humiliate himself by emptying himself, taking on the form of a man, but then to take on the form of a servant Mm. and become obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, with Philippi being a Roman colony, this idea of death on a cross would not be this abstract religious thought as we think of it. But, you know, it was like worse than the electric chair. Like it it was like the worst person's worst way to die. And that is what Jesus submitted to. And, you know, that it, it is just such a holistic and like all encompassing understanding of humility. It's not just like, it's not this for show kind of humility, you know, self-effacement, but it's reaching down utterly into the depths uh, of grimy humanity mm-hmm. and Jesus taking it all on for the mm-hmm. sake of, bringing us back to God. Mm. 
and that shapes, you know, this, this idea of what motivates us. Um, you know, I think so often we try to harbor selfish ambition within like biblical guidance. And I know I a thousand percent do this. Like when I'm having to make a decision or even just, you know, think about my standards or boundaries or whatever, for whatever it's not, you, you know, really what my thought process is, is I'm selfishly motivated how can i do all the things i'm selfishly motiva- motivated to do without sinning mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. so like how far can i get both yeah how can how far can i ride this selfish ambition and this way of jesus who emptied himself to death on a cross mm. um it's actually completely counter that it's not just like riding your selfish ambition within the straight and narrow but it's completely abandoning it and counting others as more significant than yourselves yeah and that that that's that surrendering to the Lord. Mm. And what I was talking about earlier, like I don't think we really realize how little <laughs> we understand that concept, right? Of mm-hmm. no, you you were dead, you were you were enslaved to sin, and so now you've been put in this kingdom, right? Mm. You're a citizen of heaven now. Yeah. But what that means is this. Mm-hmm. What it means is you no longer have rights. Yeah, God has told you this is the way to live. This mm-hmm. is what He's called you to. Mm-hmm. And and I love like <laughs> Paul kind of uh, funnels funnels it down to this you know very sobering command because verse one it's it's basically hey if you've experienced any part of the gospel in your life right Mm -hmm. if there's any encouragement in christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind Mm -hmm. having the same love and then verse three do nothing from selfish ambition or vain conceit um and so again here's this idea of part of following god is a pursuit of unity Mm -hmm. how do we pursue unity Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's by considering other people, yeah, yeah, better than you. Amen, amen. So, so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do want to uh, touch on. I love you mentioned. We don't have rights. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that this passage and this heart of Christ that's revealed here. It, it really confronts us. Um, because we are very concerned with what we are entitled to. Yes. What our rights are. Yes. You know, and of course that has political implications, um, but it also has, you know, implications with just lifestyle decisions that we make. And um, this Philippians 2 idea that I am driven towards the good of God's people and carrying love and light to the lost this it forfeits all my entitlements yeah what i'm entitled to is to suffer for the fame and renown of jesus now the goodness of god has revealed that in that suffering and in that hardship i'll find more joy more fulfillment more comfort more participation in the spirit and affection and sympathy all these things i'll find more of that than i will anywhere else but I will not experience that until I surrender, you know, my iron grip on 
don't you know who I am? Yeah. Don't you know what I'm entitled to? Yes. And that is so hard to embody. But, you know, and I just love Paul just points us straight to Jesus yeah. and is like, do that. <laughs> okay. Can I give one practical Please. example of this? Please. Um, we're both worship leaders. We sure are. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Sunday. Um, I read a book a few years ago, talked about how Christians have decided that they have a right to worship God in the way that they want. Mm. So mm -hmm. think about if you grew up in church, the the worship wars, at whatever extent you're familiar with that, oh, right? yeah. but like this, this, this war tension between people who say traditional hymns and choirs and organs are the right way to worship God yeah. or the way that I like worshiping God. And then you have the modern contemporary drums and electric guitars saying, no, this is how we should worship God. We have a right to, and, and so when we come into church, the gathered church with our rights, mm. then all of a sudden we have tension and conflict because I'm saying, well, I'm kind of in the middle, but I'll put myself as a younger person. I'm saying to the older generation, no, I have a right to have the music at this volume and to sing these songs mm. in this style of music and yada, 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 yada. Mm -hmm. And the older people are saying the same things. Mm -hmm. And so the the beauty of what, I mean, what we're trying to accomplish here in Christ's covenant is a place where we actually leave our rights at the door mm. and we're gathering with this in mind, this scripture. We wanna consider other people's interests as higher than our own. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, even if we're singing a song or singing in a style or whatever, that is not my preference, I am fully supportive of that mm -hmm. because my greater concern is this unity in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And if we are all pursuing that, then not only is God glorified, but we will actually be more edified and encouraged yeah. rather than stopping at, I have a right to do this. And if I don't, I'm going to leave. Yeah. So one example. Amen. I love it. I love it. Well, so much goodness left uh, to pull out of Philippians um, and so much good to meditate on today. Um, for the great Jordan Cotham, this is Will Carlisle. And we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.